Oh, hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 103. Uh, has a lot happened since Friday? I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm supposed to keep track of these things. Uh, oil dropped to negative. I didn't know things can drop to negative. I thought the whole point of, of, <laughs> of stocks and tracking these things was that it's zero was the lowest, right? And then it was done. So I thought, oh, okay, oil's going to drop to zero. And then and then it's just done and it collapses. And then and then there's um riots. None of that happened. It can go below zero. You know what? You learn something new every day. I didn't know oil could do that. In the markets, I don't understand how markets work or finances work or the economy works. I know what doesn't work. I know when government's doing stupid things like printing trillions of dollars and, to, and expecting that's going to fix something. I know that that doesn't work. Other than that, I, I don't know anything. But I was an oil expert yesterday, and, and uh, I, was, I was informing people. I was telling people, you got to buy. It's below zero. You got to buy. And if something's below zero, it won't cost anything. You just, you just ask for the, the, the slips. You know, the, I'm sure it's like a slip, a form that they give you. And then you own shares in something. I, I don't know, you guys. Don't, don't, go, just go to Yahoo Finance or something. I'm not the guy. You're not listening to this for that. But I'm just saying everything collapsed. Kim Jong-un might be dead. Um, but then he also might not be. So we just got to wait. That's the thing with the news nowadays. You hear something and you just got to wait because everything is rumor in the beginning. And that's fake news. Um, but... You know, I did some homework that this uh, this past week, and I'm I'm pretty proud of myself. So, besides being an oil expert, I uh, I did some homework, and I'm going to get to the homework in a second. And what I want to talk about now is the song I was going to play to open this podcast. wasn't the one you just heard. It was it was from Stanley Kubrick's movie eyes wide shut his last movie and uh that was gonna be the opening song so i'll just play it now Beautiful. That's what. So I wanted to play that, and then you're like, "But that's not really even a song. That's just eerie. That's just scary sounding music. Why would you play that as your opening song?" Well, I didn't. That's why I switched it. But the reason why I wanted to play it was to stay on theme. You know, sometimes when you do this podcast, you got to be on theme. And um, remember, a couple podcasts ago, I was talking about the conspiracy theories of of PizzaGate and all that stuff. And uh, it got me thinking, you know, I, I'm not going down this rabbit hole because a lot of that kind of conspiracy theory talk is is you just got to take it with a grain of salt and be like, yeah, there probably is a pedophile ring. There was one in the Catholic Church. Dennis Hastert is a convicted pedophile, and he was the Speaker of the House in 1995, or no, 2000, in the year 2000, after Newt Gingrich. And... um and he's a convicted pedophile, and he was the Speaker of the House. So so these things exist. Jimmy Savile 
was a BBC kids entertainer, and he was abusing kids for 50 years. And then it didn't come out until his death, so that means the BBC was protecting him. So these things are real. These things are real. And um, the movie Eyes Wide Shut is um, about these uh, the world elites and their their sex parties and their orgies and the killing of hookers and all that and sex trafficking, which, uh, again, it's all a real thing. I, I've spoken about it many times on this podcast The the, you know, you, you, you want to, if, you, if you're going to fight the war on drugs and that's your, your main concern, uh, and let's just say you won the main, the, the war on drugs and, and, oh, there's no more drugs because that can actually happen. It can't, but let's just say it did in this hypothetical scenario uh, the cartels are are in a 150 billion dollar a year business of human trafficking, which is mainly sex trafficking too, um, and which is why borders and all that is important. Which I'm actually going to get to in a little bit, but I want to get the crazy stuff out of the way first. So the crazy stuff is, uh, buy oil. Like I said, I'm an oil expert. You got to buy that stuff right now. It's negative, so it's free. Um, and the, I was thinking about the whole Pizzagate stuff. So I I spoke about the out of the shadow documentary that's been, it's still, uh, trending, but it's actually not trending YouTube, uh, shadow bandit. You can't search for it. You, someone has to send you the link and it's still, it's still at 10 million views now, maybe more. And that means people are searching for the truth. Now, again, a lot of this can be speculation and, and, and false and all that, but there's grains of truth to it. And I always thought that they did this in movies. And they sprinkle these kinds of things into movies and entertainment and music. And that is not a conspiracy. They actually do that. And I was, so I was thinking about this, and then I'm like, remember that movie Monsters, Inc.? Remember what the whole premise of that movie, the Pixar movie, the rated G movie was? Was that Monsters... <laughs> The monsters that hide in your closet have a whole society. It's like an alternate dimension. And they power their whole power structure, their their energy structure is is based on scaring children and that's their energy source. That's what powers their whole civilization. And then obviously in the end spoilers, I mean you're not you're not going to watch that if you haven't. Um the 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 better power is uh children laughing still kind of creepy if you think about it so if we replace the monsters with just adults <laughs> i mean it's still kind of creepy but the in the beginning it was, it was about scaring children and that's where they got the power from so i thought that's a little bit weird uh because from from that thought i thought of a movie that came out this past this past year was it this year or 2019 might have been like five months ago called Dr. Sleep which is the sequel to The Shining which is one of the best movies of all time Stanley another Stanley Kubrick movie so in the sequel it turns out that there are these beings these uh they're almost like vampires that they it's not like they drink your blood but they scare they, no, they kill children, and then they breathe in something called steam. <laughs> and the steam is what keeps these beings alive forever. So there's some some of these characters are thousands of years old, and uh, so they murder children. But they but they have to do it while the. It's not like they can just kill it kill a child swiftly. They have to 
really make it suffer. And I was trying to find a clip from that movie because I saw it. It was not a good movie. But again, they, they put these things in pop culture. I wouldn't say to normalize. I would kind of say maybe to laugh at us. I don't want to speculate as to why or or how true these kinds of things are. But in these conspiracies of Pizzagate and all that, they, uh, they say that a lot of these celebrities uh, prey on children and they get something out of them from the adrenaline called adrenochrome and that's what keeps them looking young and they all they all do it not that they all do it but a lot of these people do it that's the conspiracy i'm not telling you if i believe in it or not it's just odd that they put it into the into pop culture as well and um so i was looking for that specific clip i couldn't really find it but i found the the making of the movie so i watched 30 minutes of the making of the movie, and then I found this clip that I edited together because right after it, there was something that was relevant to my point. So this is the clip. It's uh, pretty bizarre. This is a great little torture. Can you see this? This one goes far in underneath children's nails, and that creates a lot of pain and torture, which basically means a lot of steam. (gasps) Nothing in my hat. For me, the whole essence of Rose and the true knot It's the primal emotions, being a part of something, sex, feeding. Only that we feed on children, we eat the steam. You are a special little thing, aren't you? And that gradually morphed into vampires that were living on the essence of these special kids that have some kind of paranormal power, that that power could be sucked out of them. Please, I won't tell anyone, please, let me go, please. Am I, am I crazy or is that very similar to the conspiracy theory surrounding Pizzagate and sex trafficking and, and, uh, and adrenochrome and all that? It, it, it's the same thing. And the crazy thing is, is that, so this is Stephen King. And that was in the clip, that was Stephen King. Oh, I forgot to put my, um, my timer. I usually have a timer going on to, so I know how long I've been on the podcast. So whatever. Um, and Stephen King, in all of Stephen King's movies and books, and, and I mean, not all, but let's just say 90% kids are tortured and murdered in pretty much most of them. It's just bizarre that this is what he's thinking about all the time. And it's bizarre that they keep putting these things in, uh, in movies and popular culture and all that. I don't know. Just It was just a thought. It was just something I was, uh, I've been thinking about. Because I went down that rabbit hole a little bit, and uh, I wanted to give you a couple examples. Off the top of my head, I didn't even do any research. This was just off the top of my head. Um, pretty bizarre. And um, so, yeah, the other news that I've been, I wanted to talk about, I, I, I went through the oil thing. I, uh, Kim Jong-un, he's almost, he's going to die probably. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but when I made fun of the oil stuff, everyone on Twitter yesterday that I follow at least in my in this this world uh was making fun of oil crashing and uh and then someone wrote but then they deleted it they wrote me cuz I said I'm an oil expert ask me anything so someone asked why is the worst financial news for the economy to date a big joke to everyone and then I said deep down we all want to watch the world burn we grew up protected from our natural environments for too long I mean, that's a pretty deep answer, if I may say so myself. Um, 
I think when when people are protected from everything a little bit too much, uh, they want danger. Remember when I was saying when the whole thing started and the supermarkets were empty and how excited I was? Uh, that's because that's as real as it can get. We evolved by hunting and gathering, and we don't do that anymore. Going to the supermarket is not the same thing. I don't think that we're we're experiencing the same brain activity as we would when we're hunting. I mean, I've gone hunting, and it's completely different. But but then add the element of you actually need to do it to survive. It's uh it's probably exhilarating and scary. But is anything really exhilarating and scary anymore? I mean, people go to amusement parks and roller coasters to experience that, but that's fake and we know it. People play video games to experience that, and that's fake and we know it. People skydive, and uh, I guess that's a little bit more real because you could die. But uh, why do we do all these things? What what are we trying to seek? Why do we put our lives on the line? When we're teenagers, we drive cars really fast. And then you grow up, and then you're like, oh, that's kind of stupid. But there's reasons why we do these things. It's a form of rebellion. It's a form of rebellion of um, post-industrial revolution, the post-industrial revolution world. And uh, so I, 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 I think my answer is pretty good. We, do, we want the world to burn a little bit. And... Um, and uh, everything's been too a- astroturfed and, and bubble wrapped. Everything, everything's way too fake. And it's, uh, you know, sometimes I see these these hippie people I, I know, and they post in their stories about earthing, earthing's important, or grounding. I can't remember which one it was, where you, you, you take off your socks and put your foot on the earth in, in, in the dirt or something. And I'm like, I agree, but the way you guys say it is pretty gay, and I don't like it. The way you guys say it doesn't make it seem appealing or cool. Uh, I don't know, but they have they kind of have a point. And um, and then the other random stuff. Uh, th- this whole beginning is just random stuff, right? Uh, actually, probably this whole podcast will be just because um, it's uh, it's 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 kind of everything is pretty much fragmented right now. <laughs> Like last night hearing that Kim Jong-un might be dead. I'm like, this would have been the biggest piece of news if it, if it was uh, two months ago, three months ago before before coronavirus. But now it's just, it's like this and then this and then this and then this. Everything's happening. And then it makes everything seem like no big deal. Um. So the other random stuff is, uh, have you noticed that every commercial on TV is about our masked heroes and about staying in and how Burger King is there for you. <laughs> Who the fuck cares about Burger King or or um what's that sub place? What's that sub place? Like uh subs uh Jersey Mike. <laughs> Jersey Mike is there for you too. I'm the CEO of Jersey Mike's and during this coronavirus, during this pandemic, we're here for you. You're not pay my rent. Um but but I hate that it's it's such virtue signaling bullshit. And it's the stuff that millennials bought into and have been buying into. And it won't it just that that's the stuff that doesn't work on Gen Z. And it won't. Because Gen Z, it's uh they're they grew up right when nine eleven happened, and then the the war in I- Afghanistan, the war in Iraq, the market crash of two thousand eight, Trump uh, oh, and then and then uh, Occupy Wall Street. And then um, 
Trump winning, all these cataclysmic events. And they know that they're not special. Millennials, we for a long time, we were very special. We had the Clinton years. There was nothing happening. Uh, nothing really crazy was happening. Uh, Reagan was great. And, uh, I mean, this is the, this is the narrative. This is the, the mainstream narrative, the, the mainstream worldview. I, I have my problems with Reagan and all that. But, um, but so this stuff works on, on, uh, on millennials. This, uh, every commercial is social distancing. Stay safe. Stay in. We care about you. Like, first of all, again, it, this is all fake. This is all fake. You know, like I said, I think I had this in, in February. I think I had coronavirus. And it, and it makes me believe that hundreds of thousands of other people just in the state of California had it too. And that means it's not that big of a, of a deal. And the only people who are dying are fat and obese. They they were saying in the, in the beginning, they were like, oh, it's old people. No, it's just unhealthy fat people for the most part. Because, you know, sometimes it'll, it'll come out that young people die too. But I'm so sick of these commercials. And people eat it up. And then there's the TikTok videos of the nurses. The nurses doing these uh, choreographed dances. Like, you know how long it would take me to learn a dance? A week, probably. But but So they have all the time in the world, I guess, to do these dances on TikTok. And then everyone's, everyone's clapping for the healthcare. We got to clap for the healthcare workers. We got to care about them. Uh, they're not special. Doctors aren't really special either. Like I said, they're, they're manipulated by the hot girls with the, with the free pens and free trips to Hawaii. And then that's why they prescri- over-prescribe shit. But no, we got we to gotta revere these people. We got to clap for the people who work in, in uh, supermarkets. Why? Because they still have their jobs and they're still able to pay their rent and they're still getting paid. I mean, shut the fuck up. But this is like a really big form of brainwash. And, and, and I'm glad, I'm actually kind of glad to see people are fighting back. And, uh, and uh, you know, trying to protest this thing. I, but again, all these protests are always gay. I don't know. And then, and then you see people dressed in nurses' uniforms blocking shit and not letting the, the protesters protest. So the ner- people in nurses' uniforms are protesting the protesters. It's all one big LARP. Live action role play. That's all it is. And... Um, but that being said, I wanna I wanna I wanna mention to my my view my listeners here that you are essential and you are loved. And why do I say that? Because um, because I don't think very highly of you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I actually do. But you know who doesn't think highly of you? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh Lady Gaga. She, she. So I was walking the other day. Because that's working out now, I guess. And um, I saw a billboard that said, you are essential. And that's all the billboard says. Or so I thought. I didn't read the fine print. But I saw, you are essential. So I tweeted, imagine needing a billboard to make you feel better about your self-worth. This whole, it's like these buzzwords. Essential. essential, Social distancing. Essential. You're, you're amazing. No, you're not. Most people aren't essential. Uh, we live off of the... The brains of high IQ people. And then they're essential. Like Steve Jobs. There's very few essential people, for real. You're essential to your family. 
you're special to your family, but other than that, you're not. So I posted that, and then someone someone told me to look at the fine print. There was fine print, and I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even notice that. So the fine print says, <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to read you that. I'm going to read you this, but it's basically like um, if you're an anonymous donor, but everyone knows you were the anonymous donor. So what was the, the only point of pretending to be an on, anonymous donor was uh, that you're humble and, you know, you don't want the attention. You're humble. You don't want people to clap for you, but you really do. You really do want them to notice and clap for you and know how good you are. So uh, the fine print says we had previous, previously reserved ad space for Lady Gaga's upcoming sixth studio album. But her message to you today and everyone every day is kindness rules all. What does that mean? None of that makes sense. People read that and, and their their immediate if they don't think about it, their immediate reaction is, ooh, that feels nice. That that's a feel good thing. But break it down. It doesn't mean anything. So the first line is um is an ad. It's an ad that for her upcoming sixth studio album. And uh the second line is uh nothing, it's fluff. It doesn't mean anything. It says but her message to you today and every day is kindness rules all. Does it? What does that mean? I want to know more about this kindness rules all. What is, what does that mean? I, because I, I, I can't even begin to break it down. It doesn't mean anything. Nothing mean. All these things are meaningless. It's 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 so annoying. Um. So then the third line says, "If you are not an essential worker, stay home. We will get through this." Um, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to listen to you. They had a, a thing called global citizen, <laughs> which if you say it really fast, it says globalism. And it was one of those concert events that are live streamed, but from the celebrity's home. So you're getting a shitty version of what you would. Concerts to begin with are shitty. I'm one of those people. I don't really believe in concerts. I think they're mostly shitty. Most bands don't sound good live. Also, you have to be around thousands of idiots who are drunk and annoying. So concerts to begin with are, are bullshit and annoying and garbage. And uh, a Zoom concert is even worse. Um, so they had Global Citizen, and uh, which was to fund the World Health Organization, <laughs> which... Uh, I'm going to leave this Lady Gaga thing for one second. And uh, the World Health Organization is, they shill for China. They're a Chinese organization, and it's ran by Tedros something something, the Ethiopian genocidal maniac, who is not really a doctor. He's more of like a psychologist or something. But they chose him because it's it looks good that they chose a doctor from Ethiopia when he's not really a doctor. So... The whole global citizen campaign thing was to fund the World Health Organization. And also, it's a slap in Trump's face because he just announced he's not fund the U.S. is not going to back and fund the World Health Organization. We were giving them like a hundred and something million dollars a year, more than anyone combined. So they did this whole thing. We needed the celebrities came to rescue, and then they did this indoor concert that sucks and it's stupid, and uh, people bought into it. But, um, I saw this thing on Twitter today that is a flyer from the World Health Organization. Nutrition advice for adults during COVID-19. By the way, they invented the term 
COVID-19, which, you know, China directed them to do that, but they invented that. It's coronavirus or the Chinese virus. Those are the only two names, or the Wuhan virus. So it says nutrition advice for adults during COVID-19. Now, if you get your nutrition advice from government to begin with, you're retarded. If you fell for the food pyramid of the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, you're retarded. And um, it's like those commercials on TV with people uh, talking about how they lost weight because they ate Nutrisystem. Uh, no, you're retarded. You needed um, <laughs> you needed a picture book. That's what it is. You needed a picture book, book to lose weight because, um, you know, it's it, you 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 made it a little bit overcomplicated for for yourself, when in reality just eat red meat. And uh, even fruits and vegetables, I'll throw that in there for people who like these so-called balanced diets. I'll even throw that in there, and you'll be fine. And and work out, and that's it. And that's it. Don't eat sweets. So uh, you're retarded if you if you're this Nutrisystem type of person and and you overcomplicate losing weight and you think it's an insurmountable feat, but it's not. It is if you're dumb. So you're also dumb if you listen to the Food Pyramid or the World Health Organization. So their advice is the eat. Uh, so check mark, eat unsaturated fats, fish, avocado, nuts, oil, olive, uh, no, olive oil, soy, canola, sunflower, and corn oils. Okay. The only thing in there that I would say is okay is fish, olive oil, maybe avocado. The rest, nuts, bad. Soy, really bad. Canola, bad. Sunflower, bad. Corn oils, bad. So their advice is to eat fish, avocado, nuts, oil, olive oil, soy, canola, sunflower, and corn oils. Great. Really good. Good job, World Health Organization. And then they also want you to stay home all day. You know that, right? Because like like the commercials on TV say... <laughs> um, you gotta, you gotta, you know, cheer for your masked heroes. Stay in, stay safe, social distance, and brainwash. No, not that. Forget that last part. So they, then, the second thing that they they say: do not eat, do not eat saturated fats, fatty meat, butter, palm and coconut oils, cream, cheese, ghee, and lard. The only thing in there that I think might be bad is palm oil. I'm not so sure about palm oil but fatty meat you're supposed to eat that that's amazing for you how do you think we became humans um butter really good for you remember um no one was fat when people were drinking whole milk and butter and all of these things they started getting fat when they were told to eat low fat sugar bread grain all these things ghee is awesome for you lard is really good for you um cream is good all that is good. You need that. There's a whole thing about saturated fats from this account. Uh, Carnivore Aurelius, I follow on Twitter. He wrote, and it's good. And then they say, don't eat industrial industrial pro, uh, processed uh, trans fats, processed food, food, fast food, snack food, fried food, frozen pizza, pies. Well, that's a given. The first two is what can get people into trouble. So don't trust them. They They want to kill you. That's all they want to do. They want to kill you. They want to make you passive and submissive and just follow the rules. Don't revolt. 
so again, that's kind of why I admire the people who are protesting. But again, I kind of think it's LARPing. Um, the real the real form of protest would be if companies just were like, fuck it, we're opening up. And they all just started to do that. And people just went to work and didn't, didn't uh, pretend like the governor's opinions didn't matter. And none of that, n- they didn't have power. And just, just, you know, that is the real thing. But going to the Capitol and, and, put, and um, waving signs around, you're not going to accomplish anything doing that. So, uh, yeah, you're not essential. And uh, it's all bullshit. So um, there's some other random things I want to talk about. But the things that kind of caught my interest this week were from the books I've been reading. And uh, I'll get to that in a second. I'm going to actually do this backwards. So uh, there's a clip I found that I've seen this before. And it's uh, Gavin McInnes' old podcast. And this is pro- from probably five years ago. And he interviewed this uh, feminist woman. And uh, he makes a pretty good point here. The dominant narrative in America is white people are evil, white people suck, we should be ashamed of ourselves. And I don't think we should be ashamed of ourselves. I think that we should take responsibility for the system that we've created. The best system in the world? We do not have the best system in the world. Who has a better system? (laughs) There are many European countries that have are much better off. Oh, you mean like the European countries with a higher density of whites, like Northern Europe? (laughs) Uh, That's one way to phrase it, I guess. You don't mean Turkey. No. You don't mean Eastern Europe no. with the communists. So the only time you can come up with a system that's better than America, it's a country that's more white than America. I don't I, understand. I don't know what to say to that. So. Uh, yeah, so so I don't really need to add to that. That was pretty perfect. And um, it, it, th- their arguments, the arguments of the left, or even you're even old school republican conservative neocons they they begin to crumble when with, with just a just a little bit of pushback just some you know um you know i'm not going to play this for you but it was it was it was pretty big news on saturday but dan crenshaw the the conservative the republican uh congressman i think from texas he was a guest on bill maher's show and again Bill Maher is a nothing when he has when he does not have his audience. So since because of this whole social distancing bullshit, he has no audience. He's probably recording it from his home. And uh, he's Bill Maher was attacking Trump and then and then Crenshaw was pushing back. And you got to watch the clip. I'm not going to play it for you and I'm not going to go into it much more. But uh, Crenshaw destroyed him. It was really wonderful to see. It's six minutes long and it flies by like that. Just go watch it. But I'm only bringing that up because with with just a little bit of pushback, their whole worldview crumbles. It's that flimsy. And um, Gavin in this clip makes a really good point, which kind of coincides with this uh, everything else I want to talk about right now, um, which is the border situation. So Trump tweeted last night which i really hope he doesn't back down from this but it was pretty awesome he wrote in light of the attack from the invisible enemy coronavirus as well as the need to protect the jobs of our great american citizens i will be signing an executive <laughs> an executive order to temporarily suspend immigration into the united states 
So that's something that people on the Trump side of the political spectrum have been wanting for years. And finally, he's using this as an opportunity to do it. And then with that, you you start seeing the idiots come out. And one of the idiots was uh, Jorge Ramos, who I think he's Mexican, but he's from European descent. I mean, he's not really Mexican-Mexican. And uh, he he his his response is retarded. He said this anti-immigrant decision by Trump comes at the worst time. Immigrants usually don't compete with American citizens for jobs. First of all, I'm going to read you the rest in a second. But first of all, yes, they do. Look at any old movie. Everyone that worked in the fields and did these shitty jobs used to be American. And then when cheap labor started coming, the Americans got pushed out of that. And a lot of those jobs were ways for people to work their way up. So now those aren't so-called American jobs, but they used to be. So doubling down and saying, no, we need more of these people to take these shitty jobs isn't a solution. So uh, he said, uh, they harvest our food, build our homes, take care of our kids and elderly. First of all, um, again, all of those used to be jobs of Americans. And this all sounds like slavery to me. And you should take care of your kids and you should take care of your, your elderly. That's what family is. They used to do the jobs nobody else wants and make this a better country. So, no, those jobs were all American before. Um, but all these people are pushing for wage slaves, cheap cheap labor. That's a Koch brother thing too. That's that's a, a that's a libertarian stance too, because it's competition. If they it's if they want if they uh work for nothing, then that job is is worth nothing. Well, now it is, but it used to not be. It used to be uh, honest honest day's work. So Beto O'Rourke said, with regards to Trump's tweet, who the... <laughs> he, 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 this didn't work for him when he ran. He, he cursed a lot and uh, because he thought that that's, that makes him look cool. It doesn't. It just makes you look stupid. Is when you're a public figure like that, and you look, I curse and I curse in tweets and whatever. But if I was a public figure, I would refrain from do, doing that because it kind of makes your point look stupid. Maybe I should just stop cursing in general. It's hard because it's 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 like um, it emphasizes things. It's a efficient way to emphasize things. So he said, "Who the fuck do you think is working on the farms and feedlots again with the farms and feedlots? They want slaves." In the packing houses and processing plants at a time where we are struggling to feed ourselves. Who is in the kitchen? Who is picking, preparing, serving the food we eat, and cleaning up afterwards? Used to be Americans. So this all coincides with um, with these two books I've been reading. So I finished the Japanese book, In Praise of Shadows, which um, which was written like 40, 50 years ago, and it's about Japanese traditionalism. And then I started reading Pat Buchanan's book, The Death of the West, yesterday. I started reading that. And I'm I'm like, what am I, 30-something pages in? But it's amazing to read a book that was written around the time after 9-11, and you're seeing into the future. 
because you you're not reading this the the year it came out. This is twenty years later, so you're living the future of this novel of the of this book, and you're like, holy shit, he was right about everything. And uh, even in the book, he says that that predictions are always wrong, and uh, you look at the consistent fail of global warming predictions and the consistent failure of um what is it what was the other predictions i can't remember but he mentioned global warming and all these other things and how they consistently are wrong and so he says none of what i'm saying is a prediction it's based on stats that are of today and then comparing it to the previous 50 60 years so it's the it's about the death of of western civilization what do you mean about the death of Western civilization? Well, there is a, like Gavin said in this clip, pretty much the whole world benefits off of the labor of white countries. And the, I mean, think about all the technology that comes from these countries. And then these so-called r- r- racist white countries, they're not. Everyone wants to, basically invade them through illegal immigration so there's a lot of of things converging when it comes to these countries they're all failing and it's really bizarre as to why they are failing they're they're not replenishing their population in all of these countries and then also you can add japan to that list so it's all of these western white countries and then also japan and um, so he's, he's talking about the whole first chapter. He's talking about how um, by, the, by the time 2050 comes around, the 100, like, for instance, there's going to be 100 million less uh, Americans and, like, 80 million less Germans and all that. And, and, and if you think about it, that's worse than, the, than all the world wars, than the result of all the world wars. And then he was saying how after all those world wars, the, these countries bounced back right away. They had a boom. The, that's why they're called baby boomers. There was a huge boom. And then something happened. And uh, I, I thought that this was super interesting. So I want to read you a couple things. Like, look, I, I did my homework and I want to read you a couple things. So that are relevant to all of this. Relevant to the immigration crisis. Relevant to what Gavin said in that clip. And um, and something really needs to change, or else it's done. Imagine when when uh, these countries, all these countries, are just fully taken over, and then the culture dies forever. All the art, all the music, the history of everything just dies forever. What will the world look like when this happens? It's a scary thought, and it's a real thing that's happening right now. And this is twenty years ago, and it's more relevant than ever before. So with regards to culture and um, why conservatism is, is, is not popular with the youth, and it used to be, it used to be the norm, but why it's not something that's marketable now is, uh, I'll read you this, and it, and it starts to make sense. So this is like, uh, this is in the introduction. This is right in the beginning. Uh, he says, millions have begun to feel like strangers in their own land. They recoil from a popular culture that is saturated with raw sex and trumpets hedonistic values. They see holidays disappear and old heroes degraded. 
They see the art and artifacts of a glorious past removed from their museums and replaced by the depressing, the ugly, the abstract, the anti-American. They watch as books they cherished disappear from schools they attended to be replaced by authors and titles they've never heard of. The moral code that they were raised to live by has been overthrown. The culture they grew up with is dying inside the country they grew up in. In half a lifetime, many Americans have seen their God dethroned, their heroes defiled, their culture polluted, their values assaulted, their country invaded, and and themselves demonized as extremists and bigots for holding on to beliefs Americans have held on for generations. And then it gets worse. So I, uh, a little bit further down on, on this page, he says, what was right and true yesterday is wrong and false today. What was immoral and shameful Promiscuity, abortion, euthanasia, suicide has become progressive and praiseworthy. Nietzsche called it transvaluation of all values. The old virtues become sins and the old sins become virtues. Do you see how everything has been flipped on its head? Think of all the the really shitty stuff that is uh, totally normalized and okay now. And this all coincides with the drop in, in the birth rates in this country. So um, the where it does come in is uh, it blew my mind. I I never knew this. Um, so I always thought, okay, feminism and 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 the and women going to the workforce and all that had to do with the the decline in the population, which is true. But it's even worse than that. Um, it has to do with the the popularization of the normalization of abortion which was, no one was doing it. Um, no one even dreamed to do it. That was never an option. It's, it's through the brainwash that it became totally okay, like getting a haircut. They, they convince women that it's like getting a haircut when it's not. So, so abortions were just not happening. So since the Supreme Court ruled in favor of abortion, and this was written in the year 2000, 40 million abortions have been performed in, in the United States. of all pregnancies now end up in an abortion clinic. clinic. That's why we're not replenishing our population. That's why there's no social cohesion. That's why no one really reveres motherhood or anything like that anymore. Because we we have trivialized life. And with that, you have to start importing people and cheap labor from all these countries that have no ties to your culture and your way of life. But um, it gets even worse than that. So you know how I've been shitting on China for a really long time since, uh, I mean, even before the coronavirus thing, I've never been a fan. But there was the pill that it's a, it was a do-it-yourself abortion pill. And it's called, what is it called? People gave it a nickname. It's called the day after pill or something. I'm an idiot. I've never had to get anyone that pill. But basically, it's like you give yourself an abortion if you think you got pregnant. And um, it works for a little bit after. And um, it it's it's basically a new invention. And again, it's part of this whole degeneracy. But I want to read you this thing that caught my attention, which kind of blew my mind. And a- another reason why China sucks, they're not our friend. They hate us. They want to watch us rot from within and die. In the meantime, they steal our into- all our intellectual property. But So I got to read you this part. In the year 2000, the Food and Drug Administration approved RU486, a do-it-yourself abortion drug for the use 
in the first seven weeks of pregnancy. And no U.S. firm wished to be associated with RU486. A China-based company began, began to quietly produce the drug. Cynics might characterize China's role in producing RU486 for America as an, as an act of assisted suicide for the one nation blocking Beijing's path to Asian hegemony and world power. So basically, China, since no corporation in the United States would, would produce this drug, and since now China makes most of our medication, China and India make most of our medication, China gladly made this pill that would destroy our, um, our birth rates. And all again, all of these things normalize this. This is why you have world leaders on both sides of the political spectrum that are for globalism and for open borders. So that kind of blew my mind. I, I, uh, it's little things like that that have way bigger consequences than you would you would ever know. And why um, uh, China fucking sucks, and we all start we all have to start making babies and care about our our country and protect it and preserve it. So, um, that brings me to one other thing that I read in this Japanese book, which this all ties in together. Uh, and this was written like 50 years ago, 40, 50 years ago. So he writes, I recently read a, n- a newspaper or magazine article about the complaints of old women in England. When they were young, they, s- they said they respected their elders and took care of them, but their own daughters care nothing at all for them and avoid them as though they were somehow dirty. So, and there's more I'm going to read. This is all relevant because, again, we do not revere life. We do not revere bringing life into this world anymore. Like we expect other people to from other countries, shitty countries, to pick our food, make our food in restaurants and all that, like Beto O'Rourke and Jorge Ramos want, um, we expect the rest of the world to make more people. And... It's it doesn't work. There's differences in culture. There's differences in IQ. There's there's all these things that come into play. That if you do not replenish your population, if you do not care about what your country is was founded on, what it is it is about, the ethos of America, uh, you're selfish. You're nar- you're a narcissist, and we are living in the most narcissistic times in human history. Taking the pill is narcissism. Taking that that. Uh, plan B, uh, that's what it's called, Plan B. The Plan B pill is narcissism. It's evil. Uh, abortion is evil and narcissism. It's it's psychopathic, psychotic behavior that has been normalized. And this is what I was talking about in the beginning when I was reading from the other book. And um, with, with that comes really hor- horrible treatment of the elderly and uh because you just don't value anything other than your own life it's um there's a there's a there's a term that they gave give themselves i forgot what it's called but the people who who don't have kids they they gave themselves a term and uh, it's like double income double something so um but it's a really it ends up becoming a really lonely life and um I want to read you this other part. Uh, 
Yet of this I am convinced, that the conveniences of modern culture cater exclusively to youth, and that the times grow increasingly inconsiderate of old people. Um, did I play... I tweeted about how women aren't funny. And uh, it was... I don't know if I played it on this podcast, but it, it, it was like last week. And the clip of it was this... All it was was this girl comedian who... Not, like, not funny. I think she's British or Australian or something. And her whole thing was reading her dad's Google history. And just making a stupid um, uh, sound, <laughs> and uh, it's it, it's it's basically like this whole thing. Um, no one cares about old people. No no one cares about kids. No one cares about having kids, and that just means no one cares about their history, where they come from. No one's curious about any of those things, and uh, all they care about is their dopamine hits, their masturbation, their porn, their sugar. And uh, and if it feels good, do it. Attitude. And if it doesn't hurt anyone else, it doesn't matter. That's what I used to believe. I used to believe abortion doesn't really affect me. Um, and, uh, you know, it's better if someone gets rid of something and than to raise it horribly. But that the, the thing is that no one was doing that before. No one was having kids and just being shitty to them. Because that wasn't an option. That wasn't a thing. That's the, it's the same thing with the abortion. When there wasn't any abortion, when it wasn't being pushed as a as an option, no one thought of it because it wasn't. It it, it could it, it would be unfathomable to do that. It goes against every, everything in human nature to want to do that. And then people can be like, "Well, that person's a crazy person, and and that person shouldn't have kids." Well, they're only crazy because of the environment that they grew up in. Or they can give me an example of someone who was horrible to their kids or a horrible parent uh, from back in the day. Okay, so that's anecdotal evidence. You can't have anecdotal evidence to back up uh, something this big, something this um, important to our survival. And uh, and then that's why the whole open borders topic is obscene. Because when you really start to look at the numbers and you really start to see countries pretty much committing suicide, um, there's a bigger problem with all these countries, not just the United States, but it's the spirit of the country. Why are we doing this? Why are we committing suicide? Why are we acting against our own interest? And it goes beyond um, what one politician says. Like we like to we like to do a recap every day. That's what the news is. It's a recap of of the main things that happened during the day. Did you hear what this? Did you hear what AOC said? That's crazy. Yeah, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than the gossip of the day. We really have to look at things a little bit more deeper, and then you start to realize that that we are fucked. So Trump's tweet from last night is actually, if he sticks to his guns, this is a really good thing. Not only that, but we need to deport millions of people here. And if they want to come here, they have to be essential. No, I'm kidding. Um, and we have to deport all of these Chinese students who are basically spies and stealing our shit. And we have to take our country back. Off topic, but this is something that I've probably mentioned too that I was saying to my brother last night. Um, 
African Americans are as as an, as American as you. They they were here since the beginning, and um, they have a real. They're really resentful towards this country. They really hate this country. A lot of them, and I think that that's really sad. And I think it stems from the attitude of calling yourself an African American. You're not an African American. You have no ties to Africa. None. You've never been there. You wouldn't want to go there. It's a shithole. It's like the people here who are who complain about Trump and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to move to Canada." Well, why not Mexico? <laughs> why why would you move to an even whiter country? Um they're all hypocrites. But the the whole notion of calling yourself an African American or a Hispanic American. No, you're an American, especially if you're if you're black, you were here since the beginning. And you you should actually be thankful that A, you're not a slave, that was your ancestors, and B, that you're not in Africa. And also a lot of these people are actually religious people. You know, they believe in, in Jesus and God and they go to their churches are all singy and fun and all that. But then but they don't even think about why do they believe these things? Well, because their their ancestors' owners made them uh into Christians. So Maybe history is a little bit messy, and uh, you you can be thankful for the bad things. You know, if if Hitler, if the Nazis didn't happen, I wouldn't be alive. My parents would have never met. And uh, you know, I don't know. Bad things happen, and then and then nice things can come of it. But they dwell on on really shitty past. They think that this is an evil country. In the meantime, everyone wants to come here. Everyone in the world wants to come here. If if this country was so racist, that wouldn't be the case. No one would want to come here. They would be like, stay away from that place. There's racists everywhere. They want to kill you. And they have school shootings every day. You're going to die. It's the safest, best country in the world. So uh, think a little bit more deeply about this. Um, this, what's it called? border situation and immigration problem and um and you in in like read these kinds of books because they uh it's so interesting to go back a little bit and uh see that that these problems are really real <laughs> even this japanese book which has nothing to do with immigration i read that part and i'm like holy shit that's part of the narcissism that's part of the people being like career first and I don't want to have kids and uh, the future of anything doesn't matter because nothing matters. That's not a way to live life. So in, in uh, other border news, there's um, the UK, which is a fucking retarded country. It uh, arrested two men for posting pubs closed, borders open stickers. I've been seeing a lot of videos coming from there where you're not allowed to be outside right now in the UK unless you're exercising. So if you're in the park and you're sitting, I saw a video, uh, uh, a couple of dudes, one one of them with one of, it wasn't a gay couple, like one of the dudes had his son there, his baby, and he, he they stopped and they were putting sunblock. And then five or six police officers who are not wearing masks come over and say, uh, you got you to gotta get moving. You're not exercising. And the guy's like, we were, we're just putting on um, sunscreen on the, on this baby, on this random baby that we found. No, and uh, and they were arguing. They were pretty pretty much calling the cops cunts and and um, telling them that they're taking orders from the World Health Organization. 
and that they're clowns. But that that country is clown country. It, it's it's us in five years if we continue down this path. And um, I mean, at least in this country, cops can't really tell us to do that. But still, the government shut down all businesses and everyone listened like lemmings. So it says uh, two men in the UK were arrested on charges of racially aggravated offenses. What the fuck does that mean? This is why you can't say, oh, I'm going to move. If Trump wins, I'm going to move to the UK. They're they're good. Uh, no, they don't have freedom of speech. These are stickers. Stickers that say <laughs> that said pubs closed borders open. Racially aggravated offenses after they posted stickers related to the coronavirus outbreak, which said pubs closed uh, borders open. The stickers... Uh, the stickers, another of which open border virus disorder, were posted on lampposts, bins, bus stops, bus stop signs, and bollards. I don't know what bollard is. Around areas of Sheffield. They are believed to be the work of, hun- of the 100 Handlers Group, described as far right by the BBC. By the way, that term, it's like alt-right. That The term fa- uh, far right is not scary. You can call me that. I don't care. Sure. Fine. I am. Police said, I like how police have to get involved. Police said two men aged 20 and 22 were held on suspicion of racially aggravated public order offenses and have now been released while the investigations continue. What what investigations? Local counselor Miskel said the stickers were an affront to diversity. And then she says, uh, I'm guessing this is a woman said uh, no it's a man that acts like a woman said uh this is absolutely disgusting and comes at a time where our diverse community is busy working together to tackle the virus he said this sort of behavior can damage community cohesion and re- that's that's a key word right there and relationships across the city we're all working together to combat this virus no you're working together to keep people in their homes and arrest them for stupidity uh, also, to damage this sort of behavior can damage social community cohesion. Uh, no, open borders does that. When you start importing people from all kinds of shithole countries, uh, that that's why I, I, I pay attention to this. So I see a ton of these videos and there's a shit ton of street fights all the time. And there's, since there's not really any guns there, people are using machetes and hacking each other and all that. Like this is not... This is a very common problem. The knife attacks and acid attacks, rape has gone up in all these countries because they keep importing people from from these shithole countries. So um, uh, a sticker is what they're focusing on. They don't have freedom of speech there. But it's just funny when they're worried about social cohesion, community cohesion, and relationships across the city. Yeah, you're not. You want to arrest a couple of white guys who are racist. It's all bullshit. Right. The last thing I want to talk about is uh, CNN is shit and uh, Trump's kind of been on fire. You guys are missing out if you're not watching his his press. His, he's doing these press briefings every day. They're amazing. So uh, I'm going to play you these two clips and uh, he's killing it. He's also really funny. And if you hate him, I think it would change your mind about him. You should really start paying attention to him more than what something like CNN says about him. So here, watch this. You, you people are so pathetic at CNN. Uh-huh. Let me just tell you. Sure. I was very happy with the deal. Very happy with everything. Then we find out about the plague. And then 
He said this. That's why your ratings are so bad, because you're pathetic. Go I ahead, let's go. Your, quotes, your ratings are terrible. You got to get back to real news. Go ahead. The first of the month is next week. So for people that are... Uh, so he, uh, he totally shits on them every day, and it's amazing. Before Trump and before all that, I've always hated mainstream news. And to see him treat them like that is really funny. Which um, brings me to Brian Stelter. He's the fat guy at CNN. He's a year older than me. He looks like shit. He's he's fat and bald, and he's he sounds gay, but he's not. He has a family, and uh, he's probably just really, really, really low testosterone. And uh, actually, funny, you can look this up. But Tucker, as a jo- Tucker, doesn't like him at all. And as a joke, Tucker sometimes will send a whole box of donuts to CNN and then say it's from him. And uh, and then he'll hear back how depressed it made Brian Stelter and it's fat shaming. He fat shamed him and it's really funny. So Brian Stelter yesterday, no, two days ago or three days ago, he tweeted. Um, <laughs> it's really funny. It's really funny. And these are the types of people. These types of weak men are the type of people that are manipulating us. Think about that for a second. If if your beliefs align with people like him. Or politicians who want open borders and uh, want us to continue to die as a country. If your po- if your beliefs align with these types of people, uh, you're being programmed by low testosterone, gay fags like Brian Stelter. So he said, and I, I'm just reading this to you as an example of um, as a C- one of the main people on CNN as to how shitty. And stupid and weak. The worst thing is weak. How weak these people are. Last night I hit a wall. Gutted by the death toll. Disturbed by the government's shortcomings. Dismayed by political rhetoric that bears no resemblance to reality. Worried about friends who are losing jobs. Kids who are missing school. And senior citizens who are living in fear. Oh my god, he really cares, you guys. This is his journal. He wrote his, so this is his journal that he he meant to write this. This is the problem with iPads. He meant to write this in his notes section, in his journal section, but he wrote it on Twitter by accident and hit send. I don't think he even, it's still up. He hasn't deleted it. I don't think he realizes that he put his feelings in his journal out to the real world. So sad. Then he wrote, I crawled in bed and cried for our pre-pandemic lives. Tears that had been waiting a month to escape. Does this sound like a man? This guy's a year older than me. He has no fight in him. I wanted to share. Oh, he meant to share this. Oh my god, this this is a, this is embarrassing. I wanted to share because it feels freeing to do so. Now is not a time for faux invi- invisibility. Journal journalists are living this, hating this, like everyone else. Thank you to the thousands of emails and tweets in response to my remarks about the personal emotional toll of this crisis. It's uh, at it's Melissa Brown said it best. It's okay to not be okay right now. This is like a you are essential billboard. This is all coming full circle. And it's vital that we open up to each other. When someone asks if you're okay, tell the truth. No, no. Don't cry. It's like crying, if, especially if you're a man. Do not cry in front of anyone. And if it is, like, make it once or twice in the whole time. Don't make it a don't make it a habit. Like, if it's something you can't control and it happens, fine. But 
live by this rule, just don't. And if someone asks how you're doing, you say you're doing great. And and if you're not, you can work on those things yourself. You have a brain. You know how amazing your brain is? You can fix these things yourself. You don't need a therapist. It's all pseudoscience. It's all bullshit. Um, but this guy's gay and he manipulates people and he has, oddly, he has the power. But for now, that is Sadcast episode 103. I am Sadwater. Here's a song. I love you.